This is about identifying areas where we can focus on driving efficiencies. When you start driving efficiencies, naturally more clients start coming in. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 104, and today we're talking about something that makes me feel just a little bit crazy. It is how many clients we have at once and how the heck we manage it all. I think we manage it all (laughs) without dropping the ball. Some days. (laughs) Yeah, some days. Um, We do have a lot of clients, and people do tell us that all the time, especially when we start talking about all the different people we're working with. Um, I actually just counted for this episode because I don't actually know how many we have usually at one time. I just say in my head a lot. Uh, But right now we have 15 clients plus about three more that are kind of on hold for various different reasons. And all of that is on top of building a course, launching a brand, running a coaching program, Managing a podcast, I mean, all the things. Trying to be a mom. Yeah. Trying being to have a human. A personal life. Doing self care. I don't know. Shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little crazy. It feels kind of insane, but it's also totally manageable in a way. Um, I say that kind of with a question mark, kind of not, because we do manage this many clients consistently and have for about a year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say definitely possible. So we kind of wanted to talk about it, not because we wanted to talk about the insanity that we are, but because we do, we have made a lot of progress over the years to help just make things more efficient so that we can actually handle this many clients at one time and continue taking more and also have kind of a game plan for What we do if more than this come on? Like, what's the next step and how can we handle that? So we're going to talk about how this is even possible for us um, and what's helped us get to this point of being able to manage this high number of clients. Yeah, so the first thing is we simplified our offerings. I think when we first started Duo, we, we literally took anything and everything. And I think that's kind of true for most brands when you start, especially in the service-based industry, you really try not to say no to anything because at that point you're trying to build your brand, you're trying to bring on clients, you're trying to establish yourself, you're trying to make money. Um, But we are four, almost five years, or are we five? five? Almost five. Yeah, we always have to go off Cal's age. Um, (laughs) We have sat down numerous times and we continue to simplify our offerings uh, the more we grow and the further we are into our business. So this last year, we had decided to completely actually get rid of social content 
building for our clients. We, the strategy and all of that, we decided that that was just too much for us to handle on top of our SEO and branding clients. And we really sat down and we were like, do we, does this bring us joy? Do we like it? And there were things that we did like about it, but there were more things that were kind of getting in the way of us working on the things that we actually really truly loved. So we got rid of that one completely. And I have to say, I think that was one of the best decisions in our business yeah. to date, actually. Yeah. For sure. Um, For but- sure. It was, and it was a really, so when making those decisions about like what to cut and what to keep, we do look at the numbers. Like we work with our bookkeeper and we ask her, how much is this bringing in for us? Is it working for us? It was a profitable part of our business. It was. So it was actually mm-hmm. like a really nervous thing to cut because it was pretty even keel. But we weren't efficient at it. And that's what we had to look at too is like, it's not just how much money it brings in, but it's how much time it takes from us. And it was taking so much time from us. And we uncovered that it just wasn't bringing us joy when we were doing it anymore. So ultimately, that's the main reason why we cut it because we can be way more efficient in the branding and SEO areas of our business. So that was a huge decision and ended up actually being more profitable for us in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we both, with SEO, Abby can solely focus on that and branding, I can solely focus on that. And we dabble in, I dabble in SEO a little bit, she dabbles in branding a little bit. But when it came to those social packages, it was definitely a 50-50 workload for both of us in that space. And it just got to be... (laughs) so much work and it was just really hard for us to be efficient and manage that and keeping that as an actual service. So now we only have two brand packages and two SEO packages with a few add-ons. And another thing that we don't hardly ever do anymore is custom proposals. So like I said, when we first started Duo, we would do anything and everything under the sun. And we were like, oh yeah, we can create a custom proposal for that and a customer proposal for this. And that's just something that we've stepped away from for the most part. Um, you know, some clients here and there, it makes sense, but uh, we really kind of stay in our lane with our packages again to help us be efficient. We have our processes, our streamlines. We know what we're doing when we dive into that package. Whereas if we have something custom it you know it's a little bit different and we're maybe not quite as efficient but it is something that we still do every once in a while yeah and we talked to so in back in episode 61 we talked with taryn who's the systems expert and um she talks a lot about processes and sops particularly sops being standard operating procedures which sounds super technical and jargony and literally all it is is you open up a word doc and you make bullet points and you bullet out literally every step of the process. So for one of my SEO projects, what is the very first thing that happens? A client gets a questionnaire, then we have to send the client the timeline or build the, build the timeline, then send the client a timeline. Like those are all the nitty gritty things that you have to do. And then by looking at those processes, now you can start to learn where in the process can you automate it? Where in the process can you outsource that to someone else? So that was huge for us because we had to build these SOPs, which is literally just a Word doc. It's Again, it's nothing too complicated. It's just a Word doc that details out every part of our package. So with our two branding packages and our two SEO packages, we have these processes and that allowed us to really determine, hey, can someone else do this part of it? can like which part are we responsible for which parts can we make our life easier which we're going to talk about some of those things in this episode too 
But that was key because now we know that every single project runs the same way. It all is going to run like this for from one client to the next. They might be in various parts of the process, but the overall process is going to be consistent and that saves so much time. And I also think in my head, like, it's not just about the time, the physical time that you're saving, but it's also the brain power that you're saving. Absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. you use so much energy in your brain to just think about the process of something. And the second that process is just simplified and set in stone, it makes just everything else so much easier. You're not like wasting that precious brain juice on something you don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which brings us into our next one, which is creating templates. So this is kind of where it's taken that brain power. And because we have these templates, we don't even have to think about it, right? So one of the first things that we created actually when we started Duo after we worked with our amazing coach Val is created email templates. So I think one thing that Abby particularly struggled with when we first started is, especially because she was on the client management side at the agency, was having each email be so personable and authentic and like she was writing a very specific email for that client and she did this every single time, which is great. And you want to sound authentic and personable and like touch on their business or their brand or whatever that is that they're doing and that they're seeking advice for, but you don't need to do, you don't need to write from a blank slate every single time. So what we did is we created these email templates with Val and we have all of the things listed out in there. Like Abby was saying, like things that are bulleted, you know, anything that we need the client to know as far as like timeline or what next steps are or what they can expect. And then from there, you can just personalize it a little bit, right? So you just sprinkle in those little personal things about their business, about their brand, about their particular project that you're working on them with. And boom, you have an authentic personal email but it's also a template. So 90% of the work is done for you. You just have to sprinkle in a little bit of those other things and you're good to go. And we have email templates for multiple things. Um, I know Abby's got SEO ones, I've got branding ones, and it is so slick to just go to our drive, pop open that email template Word doc, copy everything that I need, paste it into the email, and then sprinkle in the things that I need the client to know, or the, like I said, those personal touches and you hit send and you're good to go. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do without those. Honestly, if we are going to send an email more than once, template it. Like, even if it's only two times, you just saved your second time, yourself a second time, a little bit more time. (laughs) So highly recommend email templates. And honestly, if you don't have any, it can feel overwhelming just to sit down and write all of them. But just use a current project that you're working on and then take that one and plop it in a Word doc or put it in Dubsado or whatever CRM you use and have your canned emails all set to go because it will save you so much time and that helps everything be a lot more efficient. We also created templates for other things. So like, for example, the SEO audits or the brand move boards that we share in a presentation, we have templates built in Canva for those. So we're always starting with a template first. I used to just duplicate old clients and then I'd be like, duplicate this one and then go from there. But I always make changes like or tweaks for the client and then all of a sudden the template starts getting like off and off and off. So actually having templates there has been super helpful. And then a new thing that we did this year that I don't know why I didn't do it before was actually creating, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, um, in Asana is what we use to manage all of our clients. And we actually created templates for every project. 
So if someone signs up for the brand basics kit and now we go into Asana, we pull up that template, we create it for the specific client, and now every single task is in there and we just need to change dates. So again, it makes it so much easier having those templates to start with. So really every phase of the project from emails to the actually sharing the creative to actually managing the client project, it's all templated out. Which is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Again, it's very simple, like very similar to the emails. Like you just have to change the client, the name, just small things here and there, and then it's all set up for you. So it's really slick. Yeah. Um, the next thing, kind of like Abby said, as we lean into Asana is that client project management system. So like we've talked about Asana and I don't know how many episodes, so many episodes, but we absolutely love Asana. And right now, knock on wood, we use the free version and it is amazing. Like, I, I like can't believe it. <laughs> there's no reason for us to need to pay for the other version um, or versions. I'm not even sure how many versions it has, but I don't know. I don't um, know. I honestly can't believe it. It's free. There has been like maybe a tiny thing that I'm like, oh, but it's not quite the need to upgrade for it. But it is a lifeline. Like my Asana board is open every single day. Oh, yeah. It's always a tab that just never gets shut down. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so like Abby said, each client has their old, own board and that's super slick. And then uh, we have multiple boards for Duo. We have uh, weekly tasks that we do. I love. Um, so I have my own personal. It's called Courtney's Weekly Pri- Priorities. Priorities. Yeah. yeah. And that is my so. favorite part of Asana, how we have that set up, because then I can just go tag all the client things that I have that week that I need to do or internal things. And then I just add it to my weekly board and I can see then every week what I need to do and when I need to get it done. And all of the information lives within that actual task. So for me, that's super slick because I need to be able to look at and forecast what my week looks like. And Asana lets me do that flawlessly. Yeah, it's like having everything in there is so helpful. So even things like that are often forgotten, like asking for a testimonial, that's in the project. Um, Sending our clients a Starbucks gift card, that's in the project. Like even small, tiny little details have to be in there so that we can continue to monitor the project, make sure things are happening, that every part of the contract is being fulfilled. And if we didn't have it, even if it's something that's so simple, if we didn't have it in there and forgot it one time, we would never know because there's too many moving pieces. So having it in there and knowing that unless it's checked, that means it hasn't been done. That is super helpful and probably the only way we can have this many clients at one time. Yeah. I use it so often, even just like if I get a client email and I can't go to that email and respond right away, I'll jump into the sauna real quick, make a task that I have to reply to them by you know, tonight or tomorrow, because if I don't do that, then I may forget because my inbox is insane right now. It's not as nice as Abby's, but, um, even just like little things like that, even if it comes up for one second and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this later. I pop it into Asana. So my frantic brain does not forget. Yeah, for real. Um, so other than that, obviously we can't handle this much just us two because we need to have a life. Um, so we have brought on help. So the huge game changer for us this year was hiring a project manager. We've hired Heidi. If you've worked with us, you have met her. She's amazing. Um, She helps manage all of this behind the scenes. So she helps make sure that the Asana board gets set up. She helps make sure that meetings are getting scheduled with her clients. And honestly, we wouldn't have known what parts Heidi could help us with if we didn't create those SOPs to begin with. Because looking at those, we were able to say, okay, 
here's all the parts of the project that don't have to be me and Courtney. Mm -hmm. Now here's the parts where Heidi can step in and start doing and taking some of this off our plate. So that is huge. I think her title is Director of Smooth Sailing. Yes. Which is spot on. Yeah. We don't <laughs> sail smoothly without her. So, <laughs> a little bit of a storm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that has been huge. And I don't think I realized until outsourcing that how much brain power it took me just to build like a timeline, for example. It is – it's not – that difficult but when you have this many clients at one time it's a lot to think about like it's juggling spots on our calendars where things can go and using my brain power there rather than using it on the seo research seems so silly and when you think about it that way when you think about how this is helping free up the energy and like the brain capacity you have it gives you a whole new like reason as to why outsourcing is so important or automation, like whatever you can automate to also just kind of alleviates that brain power. So that's been huge. We also brought on an SEO specialist, which helps open my calendar up specifically. I only have childcare three days a week for three hours. And that is very limited time. That makes my eyes twitch. Yeah. I still, I still work, like I still work with my boys are home. But I can't really take meetings. Like, it's not efficient to take meetings. So my boys are gone 8 to 11 on certain days, which basically means, hey, if you're from California, do you want to meet with me at 6 a.m.? I don't think so. Like, sometimes people do, but most people don't. And that's not very accommodating. So bringing someone on to actually help have... So, like, she's been working with me for years behind the scenes and actually bringing her on more client-facing so that she can make things more accessible for my clients has been phenomenal. So that's been super helpful and just something that we had to do because that's my life right now. Like, soon my kids will be in full-time school and it will be a different story. But right now, you just got to kind of figure it out. Keeping up with Abby's uh, schedule <laughs> has been something I have not been able to do from day one because no. it's... It changes quite a lot. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. great. It's great. That's a great reason and like a perk of having duo. But mm -hmm. yes. So the next thing is that we set quote unquote timeline rules. So <clears throat> what does this mean? It means that we really only allow ourselves one big project per week. And I think this is huge for why we can take on as many clients as we do. Um, because if we had... 10, 15 clients, and I was working on three big projects for three of our clients in one week, I would not be as good as my job because I would run out of creative steam and energy. And I also wouldn't be helping Duo move forward because I would have no time to dedicate to our own business. So this has been huge. Uh, so for example, for one week, I can take on a big project like brand boards, but then I'll sprinkle in a couple of smaller things like round two changes to um, some clients' uh, recent mood board or something like that. So it's really, <clears throat> excuse me, managing those different projects and how that workload looks week by week. Um, again, this is where Heidi comes in and is just a saint because she helps us figure all of this out because mm -hmm. otherwise I would probably load myself up with way too much in one week. Um, but this has been a life changer. I used to be nervous. I was most nervous about this as the clients grew because that means that our projects get pushed out. Like, Sometimes it means we're not starting for two to three months. Like you sign a contract now, but we can't start for three months. 
And I was so scared about that. But I think the biggest thing that I realized, especially when Courtney was out in maternity leave, is I physically, like, I didn't have a choice. I got to a point where I was like, my workload is so heavy right now, and it is just me. If you want to work with me, it can't be for four months. And people didn't care. Like, Which is <laughs> such an awesome feeling it because is. I think it, it helped us overcome that fear. And yeah. it's if people want your services and want to work with you specifically, they'll wait. Usually nobody's in that much of a rush or that much of a hurry. Some clients are, mm -hmm. um, and you're, you might lose them. But if they really want your services and want your expertise and want you as a person working on their SEO or working on their branding, they'll wait. Yeah. And it really hasn't been that much of an issue at all. It's no. been actually really And there's really definitely, nice. yeah, it's been good. There's definitely little things that we like to do to help make the project feel like we're not just sitting and waiting. Um, so we kind of break things up. We'll sprinkle in like I'll do a pre-recorded video with research earlier than when we actually can get to the audit. Um, we send the questionnaire, give you a few weeks to work on that. So the project is still moving forward. Um, we're still doing little things here and there to help keep it moving. But uh, yeah, it just is the reality. And I at the end of the day, like Courtney said, creative juice would be running so low if we just tried to do it all at one time. And that's not fair for us. And it's not fair for you. No. And because we want to make sure that you're getting the best of us. And when we're so dried up and like just drowning in work, we're not going to create the best. So right, that's super important. Like the quality of our work is super important. Mm -hmm. And I think people realize that like after you tell them to that, like we've got X amount of clients or we're booked until X um, date. And I think they realize, you know, first of all, that we are wanted and people mm -hmm. like us and yeah. sign up for us. So it's not bad to have to say, like, we're booked until March or we're booked until whatever. Um, it's not a bad thing. But also, it just helps us to know what we have coming down and that people are coming and waiting and that we can slot them in if they want to work right. with us. And I also had like an epiphany when I was doing this, that where I think we need to have one week a month or maybe we change it. I don't know. One week a month where we're not doing any client work. We like, that is a little new for us. We have done yeah. that. I feel like the, the past couple, well, maybe I'm lying. The past feel, couple of months we've tried yeah. and we've come close, but especially I during think we've our, done it. We've just been so busy with our own stuff. Yeah. But I feel like those are the weeks where I get like revived. Like oh, yes. I know oh, like yeah. having, so CEO days are great and we try to instill that as much as we can, but obviously with limited childcare, I don't always have that option. Like that doesn't always work. But I think less than CEO days, like actually having a week where you can just work on your business, like fully revives it's me. It's really fun actually. <laughs> yeah. And like you, yeah, it just gives your creative energy a little boost and you aren't really worrying about deadlines. I think that's maybe part of it is that you're not you know, pushing a certain deadline, usually with your own stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes we are and sometimes we hit yeah. them and sometimes we don't. But I think it's, I mean, you started this business and this business is your baby. And so pouring time and energy into that is fun. And it does give you that little boost that you need. And again, kind of that week of creative freedom within mm -hmm. your business to do what you want to do and what you need to do to keep pushing yourself forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that week can be spent like batching all the emails for the yeah. further weeks, or it can be spent having a brand photo shoot, or you can do it recording podcasts. Like yeah. I think it, 
a CEO day in theory is great, but it just hasn't like been as effective as I'd like it to be. No, I eight hours is not, and no. I don't. I know you don't even get eight hours, but eight hours is just not enough. Because then I feel like I'm just trying to get all of the things done for Duo really quick. And then I'm probably doing a half-assed job. So having more than just one CEO day per week is so beautiful. Yeah. So I think this is a new thing we're going to try. And we will report back on whether it works for us or not. we'll do a pod episode on it. I know. But I do think it's, like, very important just to keep, like, the happiness high in your own business, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I'm curious, Court, on how you kind of start the week. (laughs) But this is what I do because sometimes like when the week begins, I don't even know what client I'm working on this week. And I typically, so one of the great things about Asana is that you can export your project into your Google Gmail calendar. So I export all of my client projects into my calendar. So I have this crazy like rainbow threw up on my calendar situation happening but it helps me understand all the tasks that I have to do that week at like a visual glance. Like Asana, my weekly priorities board is great, but the visual part of it, I don't know, is really helpful for me. So I will browse my Google calendar and see what the tasks are. And then I'll go into Asana and I'll go to those client boards and I'll add the tasks that I have to do this week to my weekly priorities. And now I know my weekly priorities exist with all of my tasks there. I'm not going to forget something and then I can always like go back to my calendar if I need to like think about it day by day or something like that. Shockingly, we both do the same thing. Wow. Except for I don't export from Asana to my Google Calendar because you know me and my Google (laughs) Calendar don't get along. So I don't know what, I think it's a user error. It's definitely a user error, but I always have issues (laughs) linking my Asana to my Google Calendar. (laughs) I usually have duplicates or the timeline is totally wrong because we changed it and Abby has to sit on a Zoom call with me for like a half an hour and try to figure it out. So um, I just trust that Heidi is sending me the right links when she sets up timelines or in this instance, Abby, because Heidi's out at the moment. But um, I I do the same thing. Yep. I look at my, I have to know, I actually do it on Sunday night because I have to know going into that week, like, okay, how busy am I? And like, how much help do I need from my husband? Or, you know, what does my day or night or evening look like? Am I going to have to work in the evening? So I really just need to know prior to that Monday going into that week, what I have coming up and what's going on. Yeah. I sometimes like to do that or I'll like to do it on Friday, but it doesn't always happen. Oh man, Friday. (laughs) I mean, I'm usually pretty checked out in the afternoon on Friday. So Uh, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it takes the anxiety off just to know what's going on, but it is good because you can just look at your Gmail calendar, like wherever, if you're have a freak out moment about what's going on, but, but yeah, it's super helpful. So just a few things as we kind of wrap this up. Um, one, if you're listening to this, you're also a service provider and an agency, whatever, and you're feeling bad about the fact that we have 15 clients right now and maybe you don't have as many, I want you to stop right now because this isn't about a game of who's got more or anything like that. This is about identifying areas where we can focus on driving efficiencies. I truly, truly believe that when you start driving efficiencies, naturally more clients start coming in because you start saving yourself time, you start working with more people, word of mouth starts filtering from there. It just all kind of flows together. But until you drive those efficiencies, I truly think that the growth comes after. 
Yeah. So uh, we've also had a lot of clients say they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are so organized and so put together. And I think because of these efficiencies and these tools that we have in place, that that's the only reason why these clients can say that to us is because yeah. if we didn't have any of that, we would be hot messes. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, there's two of us. I so... feel like Abby should have sang just the two oh of us. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, you know what I'm going <laughs> to sing right now? I'm still coming down from a cold, so I don't even feel like my voice is like right there. Uh, and instead of saying just the two oh. of us, because that makes it sound like we can't do it, kind of, right? We should, oh, we'll change yeah. it. Yeah. There are two of us. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. for you. I know. I'm going to have Glenn pull that in the intro for you. There we go. <laughs> um, so you can kind of divide that by two if you're a solo person out there. Like that's, it's still crazy. And also we balance each other out. So like Sometimes Courtney will be really heavy on branding and I can help alleviate that with some more internal stuff and vice versa. So I think um, that is super important is to like, we're, sometimes we're both crazy at the same time, but we just be, can help balance each other out in those aspects. And we have a whole slew of people behind us too that are also helping us. So it's not just us, but we have people on our team that we mm -hmm. can lean on when we're, when we're specifically over, overly booked. Yeah. Uh, also remember that we have been doing this for years, like 15 plus years, <laughs> including our agency life. And Abby and I worked together at our agency prior to starting our business together too. So that's a huge plus and perk for us is that we knew that we could have a really strong working relationship because we were doing that in the corporate world. And so we stepped out and started our own thing and things had to change a little bit, but for as far as like work capacity and what we knew our strengths and weaknesses were, we already kind of knew that going into starting Duo. So um, we had a strong foundation to kind of begin with. Yeah. Yep. And of these clients too, they're all at various stages. It's not like all 15 clients just came to us today. All of these clients, some of them are at the very beginning. They're filling out their questionnaires right now. Other ones are in the middle of the project and we're doing tweaks to their brand. Others are at the end of their project and all we need to do is like finalize optimization, optimizations and send them over a testimonial. So people are at so many various stages and that helps kind of the workload too because when we talked about the whole timeline rules, we can only do one big project a week but then sprinkle in other smaller tasks that we have to do for each project. So the various stages really helps us maintain more clients at one time, actually. Yep. And a new priority for us this year, actually, because we've been pretty poor about this <laughs> the last four and a half years, is blocking off time for vacations um, and just a little bit of us time um, and stepping away from duo. Uh, we need to be blocking these out sooner because now that we're booking three to four months out, if we don't get those blocked and on our calendar, then they'll never happen. So we really are trying to prioritize you know, taking a week off here, taking a month off there and really getting those on the calendar sooner rather than later. So we can, um, so we know at that time, you know, if, if Abby's taking a month off, I'll be probably just doing the majority of the branding work and it'll be maybe a quieter month for SEO. We do have Kelly who can still help us out with things, but, um, that will really help us to determine what kind of clients we can take and when, and also allowing us time to, take a break and step away and enjoy our family and enjoy vacation time. Yeah. Yeah, for real. We need to do that well in advance too, because even I did that the other day where I looked at my calendar and I was like, I wanted to take a vacation in February. Like I didn't even, I didn't even look at to that. And then it's too late. 
So those are things where like you have to go in and book it in advance, um, which the planning side of me just needs to get better at that, not being so last minute. Um, and then also just a quick moment for transparency because we've talked about this a lot. We don't know if we want to continue growing as an agency. Like, do we want to continue taking more clients? Do we want to continue growing our team so that we can take more clients? We don't know. Or do we want to phase into things like building courses and teaching you how to do it and doing more coaching? Maybe we honestly like don't know. And every year we keep, we take steps that feel good. Right now we're working on the course. We're revamping it. I'm super duper proud of it. It's going to be amazing. Seeing how that goes this year will probably help us understand where to go next year. So we're just kind of taking it one step at a time. I don't want to put us in a box of like, we're not going to go agency route. We're going to go, we're not going to go, you know, or we're going to go course route or whatever. I think it's just one step at a time Mm -hmm. doing what feels good. And I think it's just over the past few years, it's evolved into what I think it needs to. Like, I feel like our business has grown a lot as far as just like figuring out what we want to do and how we want to do it. But those things are obviously always evolving and changing. But I would say right now in our business, I feel the most confident and the best I have from day one, Yeah, Um, which is how it's supposed to work, obviously. So. Yeah, and that's the beauty of running your own business. Things yeah. can always change. Yeah, tomorrow maybe we're just going to become a self-care business <laughs> I selling. I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Don't even go there. Uh, but whatever we do, you can rest assured that we'll share it with you here and keep juggling our clients and doing the best work that we can. And we really hope that this episode helped you find some efficiencies in your service-based business just to help kind of juggle things and bring on the clients. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.